Hello, and welcome to this podcast summary of the meeting of the International Auditing and Assurance Standards Board, the IAASB, held in New York the week of December 9th, 2013. I'm James Gunn, IAASB Technical Director, and I'm joined by Professor Arnold Childer, Chairman of the IAASB, Dan Montgomery, Deputy Chair, and Board Member John Grant. Welcome, all of you. Uh, first to start, Arnold, could you touch on the highlights of this week's board meeting? Well, thanks, James. That's not such an easy question because I think there were many highlights. Um, but before dealing with some projects, um, let me first mention what I thought was a real highlight, that we had uh, this quarter three new staff coming in. And that's really great to have now such a good team and the vacancies filled up. So my compliments to you for being able to do that. And we really enjoyed it. Um, looking to the meeting itself, um, I'm biased, of course, but I thought it was a very successful meeting. And in particular, um, I was very pleased that we had uh, unanimously approved two important projects, one on order quality and one on strategy. Um, let me say a few words on strategy. Um, this is about um, a consultation paper on our strategy for the period 2015 to 2019, and the related work program for the first two years, 2015 and 2016. And we hope to publish the consultation paper next week, uh, open for comments until uh, April 4 next year. And um, as I hope many will see, this consultation paper um, sets out three strategic objectives. And we believe those will well position the board in its work over the, that five-year period. And these three Objectives are, first, to develop and maintain high-quality ISAs that are accepted as the basis for high-quality financial statement audits. Um, we learned from previous outreach um, and consultation that there is a great interest in us focusing a lot of our attention on the continued relevance and quality of the ISAs. So that's the first objective. The second objective is... Um, ensure the IAASB's suite of standards, so not only ISAs but also many others, that that suite of standards continues to be relevant in a changing world. We recognize the dynamics of our environment by responding to stakeholder needs. And stakeholder needs is important. We want to reach out, we want to listen, we want to understand how we can best be of help with uh, what we can produce and uh, contribute. And in that context, therefore, a third objective is to collaborate and to cooperate with contributors to the financial reporting supply chain, to foster audit quality, I would add assurance quality, and to stay informed about relevant developments. And it's just phenomenal if you see how the number of outreach is increasing and how more and more board members and technical advisors and staff are involved. We want to be very, very open and listening to what many have to tell us. An interesting uh, element of the discussion was um, the debate that we had on what is the most appropriate way to balance our resources. One cannot do everything, and it's not a just a matter of how many people do you have and staff and resources, but also what can a board like this accomplish in the way it operates. Um, so we recognized um, in, in discussing our priorities the need to respond to key themes that we noted in example, our ISA implementation monitoring project and uh, other outreach as we learned from many dialogues. And we think, and this thinking has been informed by what in all fairness is, I think, our successful auditor reporting project, that the focus on 
fewer topics, with the goal of finalizing work on those topics by mid-2017, would be most appropriate to serve the public interest. And therefore, as IAASB, we are proposing to invest significant time, first of all, on the topics of quality control, professional skepticism, and special considerations in audits of financial institutions. But also, we want at least to commence information gathering activities on the issues relating to group audits. And that will form a basis for determining appropriate actions in that area a while later on. Uh, we also envisage, of course, work to support the adoption and effective implementation of the audit reporting standards, and we'll hear more about from Dan Montgomery in a minute, and the development of a process to conduct post-implementation reviews of our other assurance and related services standards. And finally, our what we call info working group, uh, chaired also by Deputy Chair Montgomery, will stay abreast of emerging areas of assurance, and especially in relation to integrated reporting. So we hope that we will receive many comments and views from a wide range of stakeholders, and including that on areas where there are opportunities for collaboration, cooperation, and support of our strategic objectives. So that's on strategy. Um, we had also considerable debate on a couple of other projects. Um, disclosures, uh, we dealt with a number of proposed uh, changes to standards uh, to do more justice to the, let's say, increasing qualitative uh, disclosures in annual reports and financial statements. Um, that will mainly be application material, not many new requirements. Uh, we hope to finalize an exposure draft in March. And we discussed further ISA 720. And some may have noted that originally we planned for approval on that in this month. But we have extended that to March next year for two reasons. One is it's really a complicated subject matter, so we needed further debate. And that's what we had. Um, but also, um, we are eager to see the comment letters that the PCAOB is receiving on its um, proposals with regard to other information in the context of uh, audit reporting. So, this will come back in March. Well, let me now turn to John Grant, who so ably chaired our work on audit quality, to say a few words on the framework for audit quality. But John, first of all, let me congratulate you on the successful completion for this moment of that project. Thank you. Well, and, and thank you, Arnold. Um, of course, I'm absolutely delighted that the framework has, uh, has now been finalized. The, the objectives we had for preparing the framework were to raise awareness on the key elements of audit quality, to encourage key stakeholders to explore ways to improve audit quality, and to facilitate greater dialogue between key stakeholders on the topic. The framework has taken three years to finalise, but the development process has already involved much dialogue and debate, and therefore has already contributed quite a lot to achieving those objectives. We published an exposure draft of the framework in January 2013, and I was very pleased with both the quantity and the quality of the responses we received. We had 36 letters which showed that there was a great deal of interest in the topic and the amount of effort that people had put into dealing with the, the issue when discussing our paper. 
it also showed that there was quite a lot of support for the framework that we've published it as an exposure draft. There were three main issues raised. The length of the document, its status, and whether we dealt with all of the contextual factors. Dealing with length, the, the exposure draft was about 70 pages long, and there was a concern that it was so long that some of the key stakeholder groups wouldn't get through to, to reading it fully. Audit committee members, regulators, investors, and so on. And so we've taken some action there. We've moved a lot of the detailed information into appendix, which has achieved a, a halving of the length of the document down to about 35 pages. And we'll also be producing other ways of presenting the information in a summarised form. We'll be doing an at-a-glance document and we'll be producing PowerPoint slides and so on. On the status, some of the respondents to the exposure draft was concerned that it wasn't sufficiently clear what the status of the framework was. And we've acted on that and clarified that the framework is non-authoritative. Because if you link back to the objectives of the document, stimulating debate and so on, we don't need an authoritative document for that. And we were happy to make that e e even clearer, I think, than it was before. On the context factors, the exposure draft included a description of the main contextual factors dealing with the quality of financial reporting. And a number of the respondents thought there were additional contextual factors dealing with audit quality more directly. In the final framework, we've added some additional information dealing with topics such as audit regulation, litigation, and the challenges of attracting the right talent to the auditing profession. So IWSB's finalised the framework, and it will be published around the end of January 2014 with some supporting implement implementation material. IWSB has, however, confirmed that the work is not yet done, rather that the framework is the first step on a journey. And I'm delighted that the strategy that Arnold's described includes further work to ensure that the framework is used and developed to achieve the very important overall goal of improving audit quality. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you, John. Those were both uh, very complete and insightful summaries. Uh, I appreciate that, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Um, Dan, if I may, let me turn to you in your capacity as chair of the Auditor Reporting Task Force. I'm sure our listeners are interested in the status of that important project. Could you give us a brief update um, since the July exposure draft and the next steps in terms of board discussion on the topic in 2014? Thank you, James. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, the comment period on auditor reporting closed on the 22nd of November, and we're pleased to already have received over 130 comment letters on the exposure draft, and those letters are publicly available on the IAASB's website. The very good news is that the responses are encouraging. They indicated broad support for the overall direction of the exposure draft. But as expected, some respondents don't agree with all aspects of the proposal. Uh, but many respondents have offered useful comments and suggestions 
and including some suggestions related to the specific wording to be included in the standard or in the illustrative auditor's report. With respect to one of the key aspects of the project, or certainly a very important aspect of the project, there is overall support for the inclusion of a key audit matters section in the auditor's report. And many respondents had focused on that aspect in uh, their comment letters. However, uh, some concerns have been expressed relating to key audit matters, including uh, with respect to the, the judgments and the decision framework that auditors would use to both identify and describe key audit matters. Some respondents have indicated that the exposure draft would be workable, while others believe that perhaps more guidance and specificity might usefully be provided to inform the auditor's uh, judgment in this important area. Uh, also, with respect to key audit matters, uh, some concerns continue to be expressed about the prospect of auditors providing original information about the entity and the potential for the language to become boilerplate, something that the board will address as we finalize the standards and also will continue to address through a post-implementation review sometime down the line. Another aspect uh, of the uh, project, uh, an important aspect, is going concern and auditors' statements on going concern. Most of the comments received are uh, expressing a view similar to what we heard in the invitation to comment, that a holistic approach to reporting on going concern would be favored, and that would include both expanded dis disclosures by management as well as uh, some auditor reporting statements. And many respondents are encouraging the, the IAASB to wait and see what the IASB or the USFASB might do in this area. And uh, just a, a quick note on that point as well. Recently, the IASB uh, has decided, at least for now, not to move forward with amendments to uh, IAS1, clarifying amendments, but uh, something that the IAASB will indeed continue to liaise uh, with the IASB uh, in order to uh, determine an appropriate, uh, appropriate way forward. Uh, a final theme coming through in the comment letters is the need for global consistency with respect to auditor reporting. And in that regard, the IAASB will continue to actively monitor the work of the PCAOB, the European policymakers, and others as we consider the views of respondents. We will have the first of several discussions on auditor reporting in March of 2014, starting with an analysis of the comments that we've received on exposure and remain committed to finalizing the standards in 2014. Thank you, Dan. Certainly a very important project, and, and uh, we look forward to, uh, of course, further discussion on this project at the March IAASB meeting, which will be held the week of uh, March 17th, again in New York. Uh, gentlemen, thank you again for your updates and your briefing. Uh, certainly informative. This concludes the podcast summary of the IAASB's December 2013 meeting. Meeting highlights and a full audio recording of the board discussions are also available on the, the IAASB website. Thank you for listening.